the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Camp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kane Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Gale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden Report. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back at, uh, wow, it's 10.08. All those, all those great people. I love, uh, I love, I have put that together over the years. For the last almost 40 years, that's when I uh, originally put in a few voices for a program we did. But uh, I never get tired. I hope you don't, uh, our listeners. Uh, I, I love hearing it. I love hearing the voices and uh, reminiscing, uh, thinking about the, all of those guys. Some of them I worked with. Many of them I worked with and, and knew. Um, didn't get a chance to work with Charlie Gaddy. He left about five years before I came here, but uh, I do know, have known Charlie a good while. But uh, people like that, yeah. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF, uh, Weekend Gardener in our 39th year. 
and uh, getting close to that 40th anniversary in January. Boom! It'll be here before you know it. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be quite a year. Uh, I sound very self-serving, but this 40th anniversary of this show, 50th anniversary of uh, of my joining the staff here in 1975, and my 50th wedding anniversary. So that's a for me, it's a it's a really big year. Well, that's that's not self-serving because. You can't choose yourself. Well, I know to be I, on the Hall hate, of Fame. I hate bragging. Well, no, you're not bragging. But I'm just saying, you you can't say, okay, I I I want myself to be in the North Carolina Broadcasters Hall of Fame. That's by your peers and by others who have looked for the I'm best. I'm very lucky, but I tell you, there are people. There are a couple of people, especially who are not in there, who should be in there. And I, um, I hope that I will live to see see the, the day for them to. I don't, I don't have the power to do that. But uh, I, you know, Bill Jackson, Bill Jackson is not in the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, I would, I would give up my space to him because wow. he is, he's one of the best things that uh, ever happened the broadcasting and to this area and he needs to be in there he needs to be in there he was the voice of the wolf pack for many years i, I essentially the first official voice of the wolf pack when um, nc state started their own network uh, back in 1960 but uh, also the morning man for 20 years here at wptf big time i mean big time yeah. was Bill Jackson. He died too early. He died at uh, 50, 51, lung cancer. So he needs to be in there. So if 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 they want to swap, I'll say it, say it now, if they want to swap me, <clears throat> take me out and put in Bill Jackson, as much as I am honored and loved, that's how, how much I feel, how strongly I feel about it. I really don't want him to do that, but <laughs> I want to stay in there. I want Bill in there, too. Bill Jackson, wow, well, yeah, he's another one. I yeah. missed him by a year. He died in 1974, and I, I came here in '75, and I missed him. Well, yeah, as you, when you think about it, Mike, there are there are thousands of people in the broadcast business statewide, uh, and to get in there, yeah, there are only a little over a hundred people in uh, there. I wonder so. if, when I was a boy growing up, you got WBT in. There are uh, several. How about, how about Grady Cole? Grady Cole is in. He, I think, he was in the first class with, with uh, Andy Griffith and Billy Graham and Murrow and and Brinkley. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I remember as a boy growing he up. He was well. Everybody, WBT Grady Cole. Radio. Yeah, yeah. Buick. It's Buick time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Buick Town. Arthur Smith and the Cracker Jacks. For goodness' mm-hmm. sake. Right, so he needs to be in there. He really. Well, by is. the way, if if Rose Rhodes is listening, Rose, uh, about uh, a week ago, I went to my three Daphnes, and I bent down carefully a, a lower limb. I put dirt under it, put dirt on top of it, and secured it with a brick. Each you'll make it mad. Now we're going to see if we can produce a root that way. 
I hope I didn't offend it. I don't know. It may keel over in the next couple I, of weeks. I hope I did it at the right time. I I did it because I thought, well, it's growing time. She she mentioned girl? March. She mentioned March. I don't know. I don't remember the reference. Have you ever grown the daffy cuttings? From, uh, I've, I've never rooted a daffy. I bet you could do it, Gerald. I think you but ought to try. I do need to touch base with uh, the Johnson County nursery growers because I know several of them are growing out this Daphne from the Arboretum that they say has way more disease resistance. And they mm. were so it has some long Asian kind of name to it, and he thought that they were going to do a, a different name. Uh, for it, but he told me last fall that they would have some three gallon ones ready to sell this spring. I hope it will. The I, smell is good, I, I which will, means that the disease resistance is is uh, if the top of the root rot. Yes, that's what knocks them yeah. knocks them out. You right. have to, you know, it's just you got to plant them such good drainage. So I hope soil. you didn't move the roots any when you. But I'm you, I'm going to follow up on that and report back. All right. And, and most definitely, Phil would have, whenever they're available, she, she, she gets from this nursery some of her shrubs. She would have them available yeah. and probably some other people. Well, I just got a note from Joe the Bouncer. Guess what he said? He said, that Daphne is going to die. <laughs> now, I, I, th- I think. Please, uh, please uh, Joe the Bouncer. I mean, you've been. G- give me a pass on that one. Well, it's not us. It's it's a Daphne that you need to go out and serenade. I did bend one over a little bit, but I don't think that's the problem. I don't know. Wet roots. Well, we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. We'll see. (laughs) You might have put the whammy on it, Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's talk to my friend Lewis in Rocky Mount. Lewis, how are you, sir? Hey, Mr. Hall of Famer. Hey, sorry, Pete Rose didn't make it. Well, not the same. Not the same Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, Lewis, you're, you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you ought to be in some Hall of Fame, Lewis. I appreciate it. Thank you for actually. I if not, your daddy ought to be. Oh, you're so kind. Everybody love uh, Reverend Musser, Mr. Musser. Well, you're one of the few people that remember my dad so well, and there's a couple of others, including the guy I want to wish happy birthday to right now, another broadcasting Hall of Famer, Brother Carl Lamb, who will turn 97 years young this Wednesday. One of of Mickey Mantle's friends. Good friend. That's right. Yeah. Carl Lamb. Wow, he was an institution, is an institution. Uh, and you know, especially in Johnston County, everybody knew him Absolutely. on the tobacco market down there. Carl. Yeah. He would even broadcast the uh, tobacco <laughs> auctions from the warehouses. And, and I remember Don Curtis actually did a tribute show. Yeah. Well, he was on WPTF at one time back. I know back in the seventies, he was in sixties, uh, tobacco show. Never, <clears throat> Carl never actually got hired by PTF. And I remember when, when Don did the uh, tribute show for him, he mentioned that, Carl had tried to apply to PTF, but they didn't hire him. And then um, Don Curtis said, I think that was a mistake. But <laughs> <laughs> started out at WEED here in, in uh, Rocky Mount. Yeah. All Lamb did. Right. Well, you know, Tennessee, I'm told by Bart Rittner, who was uh, another Rocky Mount guy, 
that uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford was also turned down for a job here. Oh, I know. It's, no. Oh, you know, yeah, they, back in the 40s. Oh, bless his right after you got out of the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, you guys have really made a mark in radio, and to think that Carl is almost as old as the station. I know. Carl, Carl said he grew up listening to WPTF like underneath his dining room table as a little boy get up oh. under there oh. and hook up some like some fake earphones and pretend he was on WPTF. Oh, bless his heart. But he he is he he has some sort of I think broadcasting record. It might be a Guinness record. The guy that has the longest broadcast history on the air, 75 years on the air. Yeah, if it's not in Guinness, it should be. <laughs> For sure. Well, I can say I know three Hall of Famers. You and the other two are named Carl. Carl Venters and Carl Lamb. Oh, there wow. Yeah, Carl Venters. Well, Big I time. Come in with that. Big time. Well, happy birthday to Carl. There you go. And uh, everybody's going to be calling his, sta- his last station, WTSB, on Wednesday and just doing tributes to him. I, uh, I remember on that show that uh, Mr. Curtis did for him the tribute show in WPTF. People would call in and give reminiscences about Carl. Yeah. And I remember one man said, Carl Lamb would broadcast a rock fight if he thought it would help somebody. <laughs> uh, he would. He would. A, a grand man. They, and they, uh, his listeners loved him. That, and that's what's important. And he did attend Ava Gardner's funeral, uh, by the way, too. So I'm sure he knew her well, too. He knows him. Yeah. Well, Lewis, uh, give my best to everybody down there in Rocky Mount. Pardon me? Give my best to everybody down there in Rocky Mount. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody in Nashville says, hey. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be down there. We're going to broadcast there April 20th from the Mark? Extension Service building. Okay, well, I'll mark it on the calendar and try to swing by. Yeah, April 20th. We'll be in Nashville, the real Nashville. The hometown of Mike Ray. Well, <laughs> hometown of uh, Harold Cooley and Tim Valentine, at any rate. Roy Not Cooper. Governor yeah. Cooper. Governor Cooper. And uh, Cooper. <laughs> he finally he finally got everybody to, to uh, say, well, you know, in a nice way, it, my name is Cooper. It's not Cooper. <laughs> well, that, that's like Governor Kerr or Governor Carr. Right. Yeah. So, so Which is it? Kerr. Well, Kerr Scott. Yeah. Okay. The Rufus, the Rufus nailed that one down. There, there's a car. Well, that's what that's what uh, the governor said. At any rate, yeah. Uh, so that's what's important. But of course, uh, down at uh, Camp Lejeune, the the man who whom it's uh, named after is Lejeune. He was a Cajun. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. Louisiana, so, right. but nobody, you know, we we keep trying. Well, let's hope they don't want to change that name. Yeah. I was I was just thinking the same thing. They're not going to change that one. Okay, Lewis, take it easy, boy. You have a good one. Thank you. You you too. Jay is in Raleigh. Jay, good morning. You're on WPTF. Uh, good morning. First of all, I just want to say how much I've always enjoyed y'all's show. Thank uh, you. The conversations, you know, it's just fun to sit in and listen on. And also, it's just wonderful advice I've gotten. So that's the reason for my call this morning. Great. To see what's going on in my lawn. I, I think I got a squirrel issue. Um, I'm finding these, like, two, three-inch little conical holes all around my yard around the, the lawn and i'm just curious 
that is squirrels and if there's anything you can do about them they do dig gerald yeah. how, how how deep are they are they about fairly two, shallow yeah about two three inches yeah do you have are there any uh nut trees around your yard or close to you lots of times they'll always look in places to dig and bury a nut whether it be an acre yeah, or yeah. it's just they got a, a maple in the front and then a, a pin oak and that's it though Maybe you've done something to irritate them, and they're trying to. Maybe that's just you. where they bury there's, things. There's no rhyme to the reason uh, to yeah. to why they pick. Is it like two or three or fifty? Uh, oh man, there's probably about twenty of them. It's yeah. the first time in twenty years I've noticed them in, in the yard. Well, that is a little odd that all of a sudden uh, that mm-hmm. is happening. I mean, I don't, you know, you how how big is the yard? Oh, it's. Uh, the front lawn's probably maybe a quarter of an acre. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you. Some of the animal repellents work pretty good, but you have to keep putting them out. You just can't do them mm-hmm. one time. I mean, right. You know, and that it will last indefinitely if you do that. So right. I right. really don't know that there's a, a solution to that. That's historically what we have been doing. We where. I have trouble with them is when we're planting annual beds. They want to go mm-hmm. in and flip them upside down right after you plant pansies or snapdragons or stuff like that. You might could sprinkle some uh, blood meal uh, around, and that, that tends to deter them out of the flower beds, and that's a slow-release okay. nitrogen, so it'll, it would help the grass. It certainly wouldn't hurt anything. You might want to give that a try. Uh, okay, and oh, that could work. That. that could work as a little, and maybe it's just a little thing going on now. And two weeks from now, you won't see it anymore. I was looking up something as the squirrels make holes that are uniform, shallow, about two inches in diameter, have little to no surrounding soil, and they don't kick up much soil when they when they make exactly it. What these look like? Yeah, and I'd, I'd put about fifty crocus bulbs out in another place, and I think they dug every one of those up. <laughs> that sounds like a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. So they're pesky. But I, so you said, what was the meal? You said the Bl- blood meal would work, blood meal. and then also I must guard makes a, a squirrel deterrent. They make a granular product. You can okay. spray animal. Out. I don't know if it if it's it says squirrel. It may yeah. say animal, but there yeah. there are a number of people that make you know deterrents like that, and they're all. You know, some kind of herbal stuff that the smell discourages them, not anything that would be harmful to pets or kids or anything like that. Now, this says to fill the holes with topsoil, sand, or gravel, tap the soil down, pack it firmly, and spread grass seed on top for regrowth. Make it pretty, I guess. I don't know if that's going to discourage them, but that's what it says. Uh, those come back and do it again. Yeah, I, th- I think they just tells them where, where, they, uh, where they were before. Yeah, they're watching me and just waiting, you know. Well, yeah, they are so smart. I mean, you got to give give them a hand. Yeah, you got to hand it to them. That's right. Well, I also enjoyed just saying, listen to the Hall of Fame. I had no idea some of the folks y'all mentioned. Well, in that first one. Yeah, there there's some real greats in there. There's some some network folks who uh, have worked here, uh, like uh, Robert Hager, who was with NBC forever. He was a newsman here back in the '60s and. Uh, so, it just—it's uh, really incredible. Kate Kaiser was uh, from about, Rocky Mount. How about Lester Flat? Well, Flat and Scruggs uh, worked here for two years, and uh, the country guys, some of the bluegrass guys, like the Monroe Brothers and Flat and Scruggs, 
Chet Atkins worked here for about three years. They they would get a job at a radio station, get them a sponsor, or bring a sponsor with them, and they play at, at PTF downtown at the the Durham Life Insurance Building down there that's still there. It's the Waverly Aikens Building. The mezzanine part of that was where we had these grand studios, including an auditorium, and they would play in that auditorium. I That was uh, before my time. I regret not being able to see that. I regret not seeing it either. And they, I hear you had an organ there, too. Yeah, uh, Kingham Scott played the organ. So there, were, there was just, uh, yeah, it was really big time. Grand radio days. There, there but uh, yeah, Flat and Scruggs. There's a photo, you can probably Google it, uh, of them, of the the Foggy Mountain Boys and standing behind a WPTF microphone. For Learn instance. something new every day. Yeah. Oh, it's just incredible, the, the people who have been in not this. Well, uh, to my left over here, uh, um, Tom Selleck once sat, Captain Kangaroo, Bob Keeshan. A lot, you know, a lot of famous people have been in this building, but nothing compared to the buildings downtown, um, uh, Salisbury Street and uh, you know the, the Durham Life Building. If you use the blood meal or a deterrent <laughs> and it works, call us back and let us know. Yeah, we, I will. I'll get some today. Because <laughs> you're probably not the only person having that issue. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the advice and uh, enjoy the show so much. I just appreciate all. Thank you, Jay, very much for being a part of it. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Brother Ron is with us out in Chatham County. Ron, how you doing? Doing just about perfect, thank you. Uh, beautiful Saturday morning, and listen to a bunch of fellows I like to listen to. But I, <clears throat> I wanted to tell Mister Mike that I had the privilege of meeting him at a big feast we had a couple weeks ago up I, on the Boulevard. Yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. yes, sir. That secret organization. I, I, I got to see the great, great one perform. But anyway, I heard Mister J.C. Knowles, the ambassador of Apex give an invocation that made me feel like I was right up there at the Golden Gate getting ready to go in. Put, put every <laughs> preacher I know to shame. Yes, sir. And you I, sure did. I had, I had not seen J.C. in a long time, but I tell you what, everybody that's ever met that man loves him. So yeah. I make it short and sweet. What I really want is I'm trying to find two or three good-sized muscadine grapevines, and they are very hard to find. So if anybody knows a source, of some muscadine grapes. Uh, I'm I'm really looking for fry and something like that. But if anybody if anybody knows a good source of muscadine grapes, I sure would appreciate it. And Rufus, you know what day it is, son. So it's time for what honky tonk angels. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, let let me tell you. I I, I remember one time, uh, Ron. Uh, we, we he's already gone. A- Apex Nursery. Ron from Apex Nursery. Yeah, by the way. Okay. Well, uh, Mike, we did a a remote at at this station at this nursery down in. Uh, you and I ate lunch there afterwards. Oh yeah, and, in Johnston County. Yeah, and they had they had all kinds of grapevines there at that nursery. Oh and, yeah, and, and the man had a a walkway where they it was sort of a more like an amusement park. Uh, but it was a nursery, and, and they had oodles and oodles of grapevines there for sale, including muscadine. 
I can't remember. I'll have to get uh, get that information to uh, to Ron. Um, we're running up on on news. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. number to call in new york is <laughs> <laughs> well i hope ron enjoyed that like uh that major so, bowls let, let's make it make it again clear what that was i recorded that song a long time ago with the charlie alberson band and charlie was a state senator from beulahville north carolina yeah and the proceeds from the record sale and it was pretty good yeah went to the north carolina burn center at chapel yeah. hill right so if some of you get tired of it, just know what it was for. We only play it when Ron requests it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's going to happen. And by the way, <laughs> we, we were doing some cogitating. You can tell Ron if he's listening about. Is that a is that a legal term? Yeah. Cogitating? Cogitating. Uh, uh, race eeps the loquitur. That means in Latin, the thing speaks for itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. That we were we were speaking amongst ourselves about uh, scuffling on grapevines and handpicked nursery. We just heard a commercial for handpicked nursery. Uh, 
is in Benson. Uh, they they uh, might very well. This is the guy who owns that place is unbelievable. The, the things he's got out there. And we did a remote last year, and it re- poured down rain. Ooh. Luckily, we were in a uh, really solid greenhouse out there. But uh, and then we had a nice barbecue meal that somebody paid for uh, after that at Stevenson's. So uh, it was a nice day. I wish. Uh, for, for the handpicked nursery folks, that it had been a better weather day. But we now, he didn't say handpicked. He said handpicked. Handpicked, yes. So uh, Ron, you might call the handpicked nursery because they had a bunch of, they had a bunch of vines. And Gerald, you said somebody out of yeah, Farmers Market. Yeah, uh, I didn't went. Roger Woodard is the fruit tree and such person. Yeah, I don't think he's set up yet at the market, but he'll be set up sometime latter part of march certainly yeah. before the first of april and he's a reason i know is when i sell tomato plants i set up right beside of him there and i know he had grapevines last year so, so ron after you gather yourself up after listening to rufus <laughs> I, ho- I hope that you will contact uh, one of these folks uh, Catherine is with us in wake forest Catherine, good morning you're on the weekend gardener yes hello um <laughs> I, this isn't the first time I've called, but I have visited you when you were at the farmer's market. Um, and my question, again, is with a lawn. I have Bermuda grass, and I've asked um, nurseries, I've asked landscapers, and I get different answers whether you should water Bermuda grass. So that's my question for today. Yeah, I think I think all, all grasses if, need if, irrigation. If it gets hot and dry enough, you, Bermuda can take drier and hotter conditions than most grasses that you would plant here in North Carolina. Uh, but if if we have ninety five and up degree weather and it goes ten days and doesn't rain, that Bermuda would be happy to receive some water. So you're not going to ever, you're not going to do anything to hurt it. And really the only time that that would be important for Bermuda would be summertime, hot, you know, really hot weather. Or if you were had, you know, first just seeded some as it was coming up, keeping it damp would be important uh-huh. too. But you're not going to hurt Bermuda by putting water on it. It, it, well, it will grow a little faster and you might have to cut it a little sooner. Uh, but uh-huh. all of that is, is, is good, good for the grass. There is a extension publication uh, called Bermuda Grass Lawn Maintenance Calendar uh, from North Carolina's Extension Services publication. You can get online. Uh, probably it's available at Turf Files, but you can Google Bermuda Grass Lawn Maintenance Calendar. Uh, okay. Or at Nor- in North Carolina Extension Service, probably. And uh, there's also at uh, that turf files. I know there's a calendar for all types of grasses. Plus, there is a publication I told somebody earlier this morning about. Uh, it's called Carolina Lawns, and you can download a PDF of that if you'd like, and uh, or just look at it online. And that's going to have a lot of information about watering. It, watering it, is very important it, for it, lawn it's grasses. Its water needs are not as high as fescue. And Absolutely. some summers we get the sporadic showers, and it never gets under stress. But if we're having 
any prolonged 90 degree weather <clears throat> with zero rain like we did last year right it, it, it would be happy to, you, to to get some water okay but you don't have to really water it regularly no you no, really no ma'am it, if if you got a, a, a shower rain on it one week that's more than enough for that week or the next 10 days uh-huh. so it it where fescue you you have to it takes an inch of water or inch of rainfall a week minimum yeah. for it in the summer yeah. bermuda is nowhere near like that. bermuda is not yeah. something is toler drought tolerant right. as it as it is it's not a zero scaping type oh, plant okay. uh, zero scapes are no popular <laughs> out west particularly in the yeah in yeah. the desert that's where i lived before and so you're 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 familiar that bermuda is is not in that realm but uh, okay. it, it is the most drought tolerant i, I would say Okay. Well, that's very helpful. Thank you so much. And cut it short. Don't don't let it grow to uh, people make the mistake of these warm season grasses and not cutting them at the the right length, and they get all out of sorts. You can't cut it too low. Yeah, the Bermuda you can't. <laughs> don't cut your fescue like cut, that. It gets cut every week during the. During very good. That would be good. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, yeah. Catherine, I hope that helps. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Okay, have a great week. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, a lot of people are contemplating their lawns right now. Uh, if you haven't fertilized your your fescue, around uh, February 14th uh, was uh, is a traditional time, but you can still do that, but light application of nitrogen. Gerald? I always got in a mid, mid, mid to late February, my last application uh, of fertilizer on the fescue. Yeah, uh, and it's pre-emergence time for for your grass. If you're unless not, you're going to plant unless some, you've got grass. to do some reseeding. Yeah, now is the window for that. And I tell you, all the studies show with pre-emergence when you figure up by square footage how much you need to put out. Say it's a fifty-pound bag you need to put out. Put out twenty-five pounds now. Wait two weeks. Put out the rest of it. You know, splitting the application or wait three weeks and put out the application. The other half of it, you get better results when you're not putting out more than required, but putting it out in two different applications with a you know two to four week window of time in between. Well, on pre-emergence, say you put some out and you've got some kind of a, I'm, I'm not going to say a particular kind of grass. How long uh, does that pre-emergent last to kill something? You got to redo it in June, something like that. Well, Gerald, it, or? typically it, it varies a little bit on which pre-emergence. All of them will say at least sixty days. Yeah. I have seen some that said ninety days. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm I'm talking about from the fact you do a pre-emergent. Mm-hmm. Then how long you got to wait before you plant seeds before? Oh, that's sixty to ninety there. days. Uh, yes, at least sixty to ninety days. That can be sped up if we're having really wet, rainy weather. Or if you've got an irrigation system and you run it yeah. a lot, because the more water saturation, it eventually flushes the chemical, you know, out of the right. soil, out of the soil. Yeah. But probably sixty would be a bear. I have seen times where a hundred and twenty days later, it still was was still was working. Mm-hmm. So still I, kill the yeah, I think the ninety is definitely the, the probably the minimum for you, unless it's just been really really wet. And if you over-fertilize and start burning up the soil, it's going to be a while before you can That's right. Can well, in other words, plant if you're going to use a pre-emergent, too. be careful about 
when you seed. That's correct. Yeah, you, definitely. You better know that you're not going to have to seed again until well on in the fall. If you yeah. put it out now, and you're not going to seed to the end of September, then that shouldn't be an issue. Now, what what if you put out uh, a pre-emergence on bare soil and you put put sod down? Uh, you if you look, the, it shouldn't hurt the roots. It's, it's only going to keep the uh, seed from germinating. And I've had people before say, well, I put out the pre-emergence and I'm seeing weeds pop up. Keeps the seed from germinating. A seed could already have germinated and right. not broken the soil yet. So you may yeah. still a few weeds <laughs> pop up after you put it out because it doesn't kill the weed. It just keeps the seed from germinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which does keep it from coming up, but if it's already sprouted. I've run into that myself. And that's that's true of um, preen. You know, use right. something like preen right. in, in a flower bed. You know, if you've got any flower seeds out there, too, it's going to keep those flower seeds from. It, right, it, here, here's a question that just came in on my phone. Any re- recommendations for a pre-emergent for fescue? Uh, same difference. Yeah. A- any of the, I mean, there's a multitude of ones. On Zillions the, of them. Uh, m- market. Uh, there's, right. There's, as none of it's going to hurt the fescue uh, on there. If you apply it according to the rate, you're not going to do any damage to the grass. Yeah. It's not like some herbicides where you don't spray on yeah. certain grasses. Long time ago, it used to be uh, Trefland, right? For instance, that you would do, but there's so many of them. Yeah, there's there's yeah. A, a lot of them now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know people get a little bit irritated sometimes me saying this, but I love a beautiful lawn. Mm-hmm. But I I'm, do too. But I'm not going to have one because it's just not in the cards. Yeah. And uh, I have too many. When, when mine greens up, I mow it. It's green. Throw a little clover on there, and you're gone. But I do understand a beautiful lawn and how how important that is to some people. And I, I listen to you, you folks and learn enough so that if somebody asks me, I can generally tell them what I don't do. Well, how, how's this for irony? I, you know, I've been doing turf stuff forever, you know, athletic fields and all that. And, and I love lawn. I did a class for the uh, – one time on how you've used grass to tie in beds and, and all the yard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak to the Garden Club of Wake County this summer, and I'm, my topic's going to be alternatives to lawn. <laughs> so that that's me really going out right. on the deep end of the diving board. So uh, give us a little preview of that. What are some alternatives well, to lawn grass, turf grass? First, I start out in for shady circumstances because for many people they just have trouble growing in the shade they're trying to grow fescue they don't have irrigation and there are a number of alternatives for you i the i probably uh dwarf mondo grass we had two customers and phil probably still has them to this day that were transitioning their entire backyard in the dwarf, and it looks good in, in, too, in the dwarf to do mondo. that in the dwarf you don't even really have to mow it if you want to get into it you you can but, but it's not going to spread very much you got to put like you got to put a lot think. of it out you there. got to put a lot of it out there and uh, this guy would buy, we would get him trays that came with 50 plugs to a tray and he would get like six trays at one time and he he, he said i'm gradually gonna get the entire yeah backyard. i don't know if my back would take it <laughs> I, or I, my knees out of that but there are a number <laughs> there are uh, plenty of ground covers uh that would work 
uh, in there. And I'm probably going to work out a thing. Uh, there are some people that like, you know, to, to put a water feature, put a fountain, mm-hmm. put a koi pond, do right. a Japanese garden, something where you can go out and have the peace and quiet and hear the sound of water moving. And I'm also going to probably do a thing on if it's a sunny location. Uh, I, I, I've got several uh, friends slash customers, customers of mine that have made nice, attractive vegetable gardens, container gardens in their front yard. Yeah. Uh, because we that do was it the like only, they do in Williamsburg. It, it's the only place they had sun, and they were tired of messing yeah. with the grass, and it was a win-win. I've done away with the grass, and I got somewhere to grow me some yeah. vegetables now. Well, what I what I have, um, what I do is uh, alternate between chickweed and stro- wild <laughs> strawberry. You see that you had ground covers for all seasons. Well, there is a. Uh, <laughs> I I saw a thing. I was looking at some possible ideas that maybe I hadn't explored or done before, and wild strawberry was one of the things I ran across. Before. Yeah. It will take over, but it it holds the soil and uh-huh. it can can be uh-huh. attractive. So it's a it's an interesting. I've I've worked with customers. I've had people ask me about it. Other than the vegetables part of it, trying to do, we had a pretty attractive vegetable bed area at the governor's mansion with walkways and all through it and all that. But uh, I'm I'm exploring other possibilities for this, and I. I can't rest. Sometime this summer, I'm going to do the well, I got a presentation in, in the bog is, uh, inside the fence, as Mike likes to call it. And it's hard to get a mower in there. So, Vinca. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Vinca's a good, oh, yeah. a good one. Shade. Yeah. Vinca minor or major period. What, what is a good uh, low-growing, sun-loving type ground cover? Good. Well... I like uh, Creeping Jenny Lismachia. Now, in the wintertime, it goes dormant and turns a bronze color. Yeah, which is pretty. Uh, but that is one, and it spreads like, it spreads quickly, but it's not one of them crazy, crazy take over the world. Uh, right. You know, you can rake it up a spot if you want to. It's not hard to. to Does it like it. acid soil okay? Uh, I would think, hmm. Probably I've never done it under pine. Like an trees. area that's got a lot of pine straw. Uh, in that, that's a good question, Mike. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but it's I've grown it in about every kind of circumstance under. Yeah, you know, I know you've grown it under is. oak trees over at the yeah. mansion. Uh, so I I would be surprised if it didn't yeah. do, do do well. Rufus, your uh, your wish has come true. Rose Rhodes is with us. Oh, good. Rose, good, good morning. Hello, Rose. Hey, it's hard to hear you, dear. Well, I'm. I'll speak up. I got a loud voice. If you can't hear me, then then your uh, your hearing is shot. Yeah. Well, Rose, did you hear my my statement about my Daphne's? No, I couldn't understand that. Okay, okay. I I bent on on the three Daphne's I've got that are healthy now. I took the lower limbs, uh, or one one limb of each one, bent it down, put some soil under it. Put some soil on the top of it and and secured them with with brick. Perfect. Now we're now we're giving it a chance. I, now of course I don't water that because you run your water off. But am am I doing it right? That's perfect. Yeah. After you put that soil on top of it or whatever you want to, it could be a mulch, whatever you want to. Now do you do you 
have to scrape away some of the bark and add a root tone or something like that to it before you bury it? Or cuts. Oh. And then I put a toothpick in it to hold that open. And then you could put a little root on on that if you needed to. Well, you don't. Now, Rufus, you're gonna have to go back I, I in there. <laughs> Rose, I was a little bit afraid to, uh, to mess with my my daphnis that much. <laughs> well, that's what I I went down there when you were talking about. Them, looked at them. I only have one left, and the the stems are about as big as a broomstick. Which they're beautiful, mm. but I'm afraid to go in there. And it says you can take root cuttings. But I'm almost afraid to bother those. Yes, well, I, would think I guess so. so. If you only no, got one, I, I did that one time, and I, I did uh, twenty-four little root cuttings, and and got one Daphne out of that entire twenty-four. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> but but I'm uh, I've got all three of them, and I hope I didn't make them mad. But but I'm going to try it, or I have tried it. Oh, that's good. I hope you have success with that. What do you got blooming in your yard? Do you have Edgeworthia and uh, Daphne? Uh, I and Edgeworthia. I have the uh, Prunus mumae is trying to bloom. Oh, now, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. That should have already bloomed out. A month ago. Yeah. Uh, I know the uh, the Okami cherries have started blooming in, in Raleigh. Uh, we even have a couple out back here. And uh, some of those autumn, uh, those Higgin cherries that are bloom. You know, the fall cherries, fall-blooming cherry, autumn cherries. Um, some of those are blooming. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've said Encore Zayas, I'm, I'm getting starting to get some blooms on an old one I have. And, of course, the camellias, japonicas. Did, did you say – now, you don't like roses. Pardon? I said you don't have any roses, right? No, they're hard to look after. Yeah, Rose doesn't like roses. Well, she just <laughs> – she tolerates them, but it's a hard, uh, yeah. hard upkeep. <laughs> but you have you have camellias, right? Oh, I have lots of camellias. Good for you. Do now, you by have... the way, Rose, I uh, two two day two days ago, I dug up light digging because I've had a little procedure. <laughs> I dug up six uh, azaleas that just they root on their own. Oh yeah. You don't you don't have to do a thing if one touches the ground somewhere. It, it's sort of like a magnolia. Don't let them touch the ground. Yeah. Uh, I dug up six to to put in pots to give to people. Yeah, that's a good thing. Nice root system on them too. Rose is, of course, the author of uh, Plant Propagation, a primer, and you can you can find that on um, online at uh, Amazon. It's a great little booklet. Rose, thank you so much for calling. I did want to tell you one thing about trying to root uh, da- uh, Daphne. All right, we got about a minute. And that is to put it put it in a, in its own pot. Take a pot and put potting soil in it, and then on top put your sand where you can root it. And if it roots, it will grow right into the medium, uh, uh, growing medium. And you don't they don't like to be moved. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't go see, to that you, extent. So you moved it a little bit, Rufus. That yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I moved it. <laughs> well, Pulling on those roots. Best, you got a green thumb. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for being there. Thank you for being there. Okay. Bye. Oh, my. Now, I should It's a contentious relationship between you and those Daphne's. I under them, fill the pot with soil, and then nail the pot down. <laughs> With a, with a I don't think he nails ought to be involved. You don't want to nail around those roots. Well, we're going to find out. Gerald, uh, you're going to be out at the farmer's market uh, 
in late March? My target date now is March 23rd, unless the weather's just crazy cold. If that doesn't work, I'll be out there sometime uh, the last week in March. And you can, I hope to update my website this year's growing list soon. That's GeraldAndHenrysPlants.com. Even though Henry doesn't do much, does he? Yeah, well, I had him in the greenhouse two or three days this week, but he was more playing with monster trucks than he was... (laughs) Pointing up, he, he did bring me. You some shouldn't labels. have taken him to that monster yes, truck was, thing. Well, and I just bought tickets for the one in July. Okay, see too, but I yeah. haven't told him about it yet because he get too hyped. Well, up his attention it. span will increase. It'll it'll expand a little bit. I, well, I'm I'm happy for you, but I hate it because uh, you you can't be on the show at well, the same I, time. I'm trying to call in some on Saturdays if right. I can round me up some help out there, and the people aren't pulling. Well, don't look bad. at me. Don't look at me. I don't want to sell any plants. Uh, Rufus, you you okay? We got about uh, twenty seconds. Oh, I just as I well, let, let's see real quick here what what our friend said. Uh, Cliff Joiner Joiner said got ten seconds. Say it fast. The, the ear of the leader must ring with the voice of the people. Be <laughs> the person your dog thinks you are. Yeah, don't cut <laughs> off any ears either. Uh, Jason, thank you. God love you. We we love you all. Thanks for listening.